0: Welcome to Whipple's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Whipple. The Green Bay Packers season is on a respirator. Barring a miracle of sorts, the Packers will miss the playoffs for the first time in four years. With a 4-7 and seven record, where do the Packers go from here? Greetings. I'm Gary Wolfel, and thanks again for joining Rob Reichel and I for another wonderful Packers podcast. Partner, we're how not, are you doing gonna today? not going
1: to be scintillating today, huh?
0: Nope. It, it, I, I put a ban on that for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. More yeah. All right. I, I, unlike the Packers, I, I pulled that one for the rest <laughs> of the year. <laughs> so, what's going on? How are you, buddy? Good, good. Just I a- heard you, you were up right and early to help your daughter – get a car started
1: <laughs> or not get it started gary yeah we uh we, we got it rolling now though the, the joys of winter in wisconsin
0: rob uh you were you were at uh historic lambeau field uh for the game and uh you saw the packers play a relatively decent game but you know when push came to shove in crunch what? time. What?
1: What? What? Relatively decent game? Are you talking about? Yeah. Are, are you saying that? Boy, they, uh, oh boy, are you Joe so positive today? Oh, I'm boy, always it, posi- I'm always. You, you, you are. You are the epitome of glass half full. If that was a. <laughs> if, 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 know, if that was no, a reasonably I, I solid performance. Gary, well, they were terrible.
0: Well, they were terrible. Well, they were terrible when it really mattered in the last three or four possessions of the game, but. Where, where do they go from here? You know, I mean, like I said, at the outset, they're four and seven, uh, their playoff hopes are, are slim to none, but, uh, where, where do you go from here for starters? One or two things that you think, uh, could, you know, evolve right now.
1: So the odds of getting into the post season for them, Gary, according to most, you know, analytic stuff is 6%. What, what's
0: your, what's your analytics say? <laughs>
1: I'd say that's fair. I'd say that's okay. a good number. Okay. I, I I I like that number. I mean, we, we've seen Rogers do this before, right? The, the run the table, the relax kind of nonsense. I I I think if he's if he's got one word for this year, Gary, it starts with an F. It's not, it's not relax and it's not run the table. Um he's he's got a different word. I I don't I don't see them coming out of this malaise. I mean, if they haven't figured it out two-thirds of the way into the season, Gary. They're not figuring it out at this point in time. They're Gary. They're not very good on either side of the ball, you know, consistency wise. They something pops up with that defense every single week. Yeah, the, the people have run it on them all year. Last night they decided to go with six man fronts, blitz those inside linebackers a ton, and and try to take away Derrick Henry, which they did a nice job of. And and what happens? They fall apart in the back end, and an old beat up guy like Robert Woods t- takes it to them. Um, A rookie like Burks takes it to him. Hooper, the tight end, takes it to him. Ryan Tannehill looks like he's Joe Montana. Um,
0: Ryan Tannehill may have had the greatest game of his so-called so-so career.
1: Yeah. It was unbelievable. (laughs) Well, and and, and again, this highly acclaimed defense that spent the summer talking about how they were going to finish number one in total defense, in points. You know how how so many guys in there said they have the best secondary in football. They haven't come close, Gary, to living up to that. I remember sitting with Adrian Amos in about August, Gary, and he said to me, he said, we're doing too much talking. He said, We're we haven't done anything yet. He said I'm all these. Veteran. Yeah. <laughs> he said he said, all these guys talking about number one this and number one that and all this kind of stuff. He said, Yeah, it looks great on paper. He goes, but th- that doesn't do squat, and and that's kind of how it's proven out, Gary. And you know they're they're 14th today in total defense, and they're 17th in points allowed. Yeah. That is as that is as mediocre as mediocre gets. And with with all those number one picks flying around on that defense right now, Gary, there's going to be a fall guy, and his name is Joe Barry. And, and it, and it doesn't make sense to probably whack him today, November 18th. Um, I, I totally agree. I, I know no, he will remember. not Gary. He will not be back in 2023. Really? No way. No way. I will bet you any round of golf, anywhere you want to play. Wow. That, that Joe Barry shoot. will not be back. in no, Nor should he be Gary. See now
0: I, I totally disagree. I, I, I thought they played pretty well last night. And I'll tell you what, I mean... Did you watch them in back, Gary? No, I agree. The the cornerbacks were playing soft and it killed them. They they were playing 10 yards off in situations where the Titans needed, you know, three or four yards. I mean, I I couldn't understand that. But I thought they did a hell of a job on Henry first half. And I got Henry in my fantasy league and I was getting all upset (laughs) because he wasn't going anywhere. And, and, you know, you and I have talked about Henry in the past. I, I think he's one of the top five greatest running backs of all time already. And who knows where he's going to go from that from here. They had to come in and keep him in check. And I think what happened was they found out that Traylon Burks is pretty damn good. They found out early. Um, That was the guy they wanted to go up, you know, in the draft to get and uh, didn't do it. uh, you, You know, you like Christian Watson, but I'll tell you what, Traylon Burks is going to be a special player.
1: He might, he might be, I mean, he hadn't been up till this point in time this season. And yeah, he got hurt.
0: He's been hurt. That's
1: yeah. Gary, what's killing him in back is these communication breakdowns and they've got guys running around all over the place. Absolutely. I mean, a a broken down, a broken down veteran, like Robert Woods, just, just carved him up last night. I mean, Austin Hooper is, I like Hooper actually. Yeah. Hooper's good. He's not bad, but he, I mean, he's seen better days as well. He's probably Mm -hmm. on the, you know, about whole 14 of his career. G- Gary, for for a team that's been as inept throwing the ball as Tennessee has all year, 330 yards in the air. And again, for Ryan Tannehill to look like one of the two or three best quarterbacks in, in the league. I mean, the best quarterback on the field last night by a mile was wearing a Tennessee jersey, not a Packer jersey. I mean, who would Yes, yes that? he was. And, you you um, and I are in
0: agreement there. <laughs> um,
1: oh, my Lord. Um, no, you know, at Gary from week one, all the way now to week 11, this, this defense, just something pops up every single week, you know, go, go back to the opener, right. Where they had no answers for Justin Jefferson. They tried to play him zone all game in week one, um, you know, uh, against, i give you that and, yeah, instead right. of letting Jair or somebody else run with him and playing some man and, and Jefferson carved him up that day for what, almost 200 yards and, yeah. and a couple of touchdowns. I mean, it Gary, it took him over a month. For Joe Barry to adjust and allow his corners to start playing a little more press and and, and letting Jair run with number one wide receivers, you know, go, go to let, you know, the run defense has been an issue all year. They can't get that fixed. So last night they sell out against the run and their corners should have been good enough to hold up mm-hmm. against that level of, of, of yeah. wide receiver that Tennessee put on the field. Gary and 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 they couldn't do it. Jair has not had a good year, um, especially for what they're paying him. Rasul Douglas has not had a very good year. Certainly, you know, nothing like he did last season. Savage is a mess. He didn't work out at safety. He's not working out at nickel corner. Um, and, and he's had busts all over the place. I mean, I don't I don't know what you do, Gary. You can't fire all the players. So somebody's gonna get fired when this is all said and done, and this team ends up six and eleven, and it's gonna be Joe Barry. All
0: right. We're on, buddy. (laughs) I say stays around the golf. Oh my Lord. I want this on the record around the golf. It's on
1: the, it's on the record. This is the easiest bet I will make in 2022. Wow.
0: Yeah. See, I mean, (laughs) like, I, like,
1: I I can't believe you weren't demanding odds. Like that's how, (laughs) that's how uh, positive I feel uh, about this right now, Gary. I mean, unless, unless they turn it around, shut out, five of the next six opponents and end up 10 and seven and win a playoff game or something like that yeah joe barry is dead man walking
0: you heard it here first (laughs) <laughs> let's see pebble beach whistling Straits.
1: <laughs> how about we keep the round to under 250 oh bucks? here we go <laughs> is that fair
0: that's more than fair yeah all right we'll keep uh, we it under play, two. We, under we can,
1: 250 for either
0: side we could play shoot park in racine wisconsin <laughs> uh, you know though you know i don't want to belabor this point i'm very but They've been a top 10 defense basically the whole season, total total defense where they've been getting killed. Uh is as, as you you and I well know is on the run defense and uh pass defense. I think they've been in the top five or six basically all year. I, I think the bottom line is their offense has sucked, sucked in a big, big way. And uh, we saw in the fourth quarter last night, the defense made stand after stand after stand. And what happens to the offense? They sucked, plain and simple. They sucked. They couldn't deliver.
1: Well, Gary, you're not wrong, you know, but, but that game was largely decided in the first half when the defense couldn't get off the field. And it's 14-6 at the break. I think it was at the score. And, and Tennessee is up 20-10 to 10 roughly in time of possession. And I, I think they were 6-9 on yeah. third downs. I mean, Green Bay just could not – Get off the field.
0: Yeah, you know where, our, and, and I know I know where you're coming from that, but I'll tell you what I, I thought that was a great opening designed uh, series by the Titans. I mean, every play they didn't do anything really, really fancy, but they were efficient. I mean, they just went right down the field, no penalties, no poor execution. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you can. Have I'm with
1: keep- you. I'm with you, Gary. Eight plays, 83 yards. You know that the 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 touchdown play was perfectly designed it was for the running back hilliard you know when he came in i thought tennessee had a really creative game plan gary can you remember one time though in the last three months when you and i sat here and said joe berry had a really creative game plan
0: not really i'll i'll agree yeah. with that but i mean you know sometimes gary, gary, sometimes i think simple is better though i mean you know
1: here's my point though gary he's yeah. he's as vanilla as vanilla gets and um, you, you can go out and find ten Joel Berries by Sunday afternoon, and 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 they need to come up with a young, bright, innovative guy. I think at that particular position.
0: Well, Jim Leonard should be available by then.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see how that plays out. Jimmy's not Jimmy. I'll He's got that job already. You know it. Jim, Jimmy's not leaving Dane County though. Uh, um, that that thing is done. Well, well, we'll see. There's still, there's still only five and five, Gary.
0: I know, but I guarantee you that is done. This is um, going to be a, a total sham.
1: We'll it's talk good. more about that off the record when we hang up here. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, I, I I, will say this. I don't think it's done, but Matt LaFleur is going to have a really big hire to make much like he did after he whacked Mo Drayton here this last off season, you know, switching back to the offense, it Hey Gary, they were terrible on both sides of the ball. I thought last night they, they really were. They couldn't, you know, they they, they couldn't get any consistency or, or rhythm going on on offense. When when the defense finally made some plays in the fourth quarter and got off the field and gave the offense a chance, Green Bay on its last four drives, Gary didn't do squat. And yeah. you know, I I think uh, two were downs. Two they gave it over on downs. Two they gave it over on punts. Their last twenty plays, Gary. You know how many yards they had total? Oh God, not many. Forty-five. I know. Have, like like two, I said, two it, you quarter, know, yeah, two yeah, and a yeah. quarter yards per play, Gary. I mean, when 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 they needed the quarterback to make simple throws, I mean, he had Sammy Watkins wide open on that third down crosser in the middle of the field with about nine minutes to go. You know, and he missed him badly. He missed him by three to five yards Gary I mean it was a a atrocious throw he had Alan Lazard wide open you know on that third and three with about five and a half minutes to go and he sails one over his head I mean the quarterback was remarkably inaccurate um, at crunch time when that when they really needed him to make a play he just he simply couldn't do it and boy that was as disappointing as an effort as as I've seen you know his final numbers don't look terrible Gary I think his. You know, I, I think his passer rating was 95 or something like that. And he, which is slightly above the
0: season average. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, but again, when they really needed him to make a play when it mattered the most late in the game and, 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 and to get back in this thing, when it was 27, 17 and it was 27, 17 for a long, long time. I think Tennessee scored on the first play of the fourth quarter, didn't they to, to make it 27, 17. And then nobody scored again. I mean, you, you you would have thought at some point in there Rodgers could have engineered some type of drive, but but Green Bay's last four drives went absolutely nowhere. And like I said, two and a quarter yards per play. Matt LaFleur was shaking his head. He had no, you know, no answers when it was over last night. And, you know, the bottom line is I, you know, the season largely came to an end for them last night, Gary.
0: Yeah. You know what? There there were uh, certain times this season where I thought Rodgers – has finally met father time, and he turns, what, 39, I think, on December 2nd, and you see glimpses of brilliance, but you see glimpses of what he did down the stretch last night, and you really got to wonder, you know, is he done? I mean, is he ever going to be the same player he was, you know, for most of his career and especially the last two years? It, it was kind of sad. I mean, it, it's like you see this – I mean, he's a sure Hall of Famer, and all of a sudden, he, like you pointed out, he couldn't make simple throws. And you go, like, it, it's not the the wrist or the finger or whatever, you know. He, he just didn't produce. And not everybody can be Tom Brady. That's why he's Tom Brady. Yeah. And how many quarterbacks out of Tom Brady he have really excelled once they got to 39, 40, 41, you know, so –
1: well, Gary, I made a list last night. Just kind of jotted it down as I watched, and I wrote down about a dozen quarterbacks right now I'd consider taking over Rodgers. I mean, at you know, combined with
0: oh, you mean in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, where else, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I'd put him about twelfth in terms of the year he's having. He's you know, his passer rating today, Gary, is ninety three point two. Yeah, it's the second lowest of his career. I mean, yeah. he had a ninety two seven and fifteen when he lost Jordy Nelson that year and it really kind of threw the offense out of whack and balance that, that entire season. And remember they dealt with a lot of wide receiver injuries the rest of the year. They're in 15, but Gary, Gary, I'll just, I'll run these by you here and you tell me if you agree or not. I just, I kind of went quickly division by division. Yeah. You tell me if these are guys you take right now over Rogers or certainly are having better years than Rogers, Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Tua. Yep. Joe Burrow. Yep. <laughs> Lamar
0: Uh, Jackson. Yeah, I would buy, I'm not a big Jackson fan, but I'm not
1: either, but he's going to run for a thousand. Yeah. yeah, Right. Precisely. You know, and and any hurts you that way. I mean, there's, they're scoring, they're scoring a a boatload of points, Gary. Yeah. Right. Patrick Mahomes, easy. Josh Herbert, pretty easy. Right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Jalen hurts. Yeah. Uh, Kirk cousins. Yeah. Probably. Right.
0: Yeah. At this point. Yeah.
1: At this point, Tom yeah. Brady.
0: Yep. Definitely.
1: I, I mean, I, I can't believe these words are going come to out, come out of my mouth, but this guy's having a much better year than Aaron Gino Smith. Well,
0: yeah. At this particular point, I, I agree with year. all you all your guys so far. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and I would even put Jimmy G in that conversation and Dak Prescott and Justin Fields, the way Fields has played, so the, yeah. those are three guys. Those are three guys where I was like, "Well, maybe you know." So you add it all up. I mean, Rodgers is in that ten to fourteen range this year. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and then you're and they're paying like, him fifty million dollars, Gary, to be the best player in the league, and he's not coming close to doing it.
0: Yeah, and then you got Derek Carr and Stafford. Sure, sure. You, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, li- like I said, um it, you just wonder if, if this isn't a. Crossing roads for, for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that, like I said, nobody can be Tom Brady and, and play into their 40s at a really high level. But you know what was more interesting to me, or perhaps as interesting as his poor play down the stretch, was his reaction after the game. I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but I was expecting to see a distraught player, an upset player, an angry player, I mean, realistically, their season's over. He played like crap. And he's going around talking to people and, you know, another day at the office. And I, I guess from being a casual observer and having covered pro sports for a long time, when, when you're in such a crucial game like that, you don't walk away from it. You know, like, hey, everything's fine. We're we're moving on to the next day. I mean, there, there's some strong feelings there. And I didn't see that in Aaron Rodgers last night.
1: Yeah. You can read, you know, a lot into that stuff. And I I think a lot of times take it for however you want to take it and, and, and whatever story you want to tell from that or whatever narrative you want to spin, I guess you can kind of do it with body language and stuff like that. Gary, what I still stem back to is this is a guy who needed to be there in May and June. If, If he was really all in, with with the 2022 season and getting up to speed with this remarkably young wide receiver group and then a bunch of veterans that he you know a couple of them that he hadn't spent any real time with like Sammy Watkins Mm -hmm. you know he needed to be there in OTAs and mini camps Gary not just the mandatory stuff which wound up being 48 hours when he was there you know for that a couple of days in June he needed to be there from the get-go with Christian Watson and, and Romeo Dobbs and, you know, a, a, a Bobby Tunyon coming off his knee injury and a Sammy Watkins, you know, coming back um, or, or coming to town for the first time. It just, Gary, I've never been a, a big fan of these guys that start to, you know, get into year 12, 14, 15, 18, whatever it is, Favre was that way too. And they become bigger than the team, bigger than the franchise, bigger than the organization. And they start yeah. to skip things that everybody else has to be part of. Yeah. I get it. I get it. You're going to Canton one day. I get it. You hold all these records, you know, in terms of passing touchdowns and QBR and uh passer rating and, and this, that, and the other thing, but man, Gary, sets such a bad example and such a bad precedent in that locker room. When, when one player is excused from something, And everybody else is there grinding away. Um, You know, if I'm in the building and Aaron Rodgers isn't there, I'm, you know, and and it's May 20th. I'm saying to myself, you know, really, how important is this stuff? Right. If our quarterback isn't here, if our Hall of Fame quarterback isn't even here for this stuff, uh, how much how much does this stuff really even matter? So not only from that perspective, Gary, but then you you throw in the fact he, he lost all that valuable time. Uh, with the, with this wide receiver core, the offense hasn't looked, you know, anything like a Packer offense through the course of the season. They've, they've never found any consistency and rhythm. I mean, he's, he's starting to develop a little bit of chemistry, obviously with Christian Watson, but, but the rest of it is so up and down and it's been so hit and miss in terms of, are they going to have a running game? Is, is anybody going to emerge in the passing game and things like that? And then Rodgers, obviously himself hasn't been the same guy that he was coming off back-to-back MVP season. So we'll see where they go from here, Gary, uh, with him. I mean, that's, it's going to be the first decision they're going to have to get, you know, when, when the off season hits here in, you know, the second week of January. What is this quarterback who turns 39 in two weeks, Gary? I think it's December two. He turns 39. December second. Yeah. Yep. What is, what does he want to do in 2023 because they're going to have to make some tough decisions, you know, with Jordan love and some of these other guys on the roster based on based on what the quarterback wants to do. And they're going to have to get an answer out of him pretty quickly. I, my guess is he's coming back, Gary. Um, and, and when he watched them last night it it may have just been a signal and in, in his own mind that the year was over he talked about that at length um after the game how how they really wasted an opportunity to get to five and six and to have some momentum going into this mini bye week here but um you know at four and seven gary they're they're, they're largely dead in the water rogers knows it i saw him staring ahead and into kind of nowhere last night um on a couple of TV shots when when the game was over and yeah. We'll see where we'll see where he goes from here but I mean his his cap hit next year is 32 but his dead cap hit Gary is 100. So um wow. now they can do a lot of things with numbers and trade him at the right time and stuff like that but they're in some salary cap hell if Aaron yeah. Rodgers decides to pull the ripcord.
0: Did did you by any chance see the video clip that was uh, circulating yesterday with Tua and Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel? No, it, it, it was awesome. And, and you know, there, obviously most quarterbacks and head coaches are, are on the same page. And I mean, who knows where Rodgers and, and LaFleur stand now, but they were standing on the sidelines. And I, I'm referring to uh, two and, and Mike McDaniel. And they were talking to each other about situations, and Tua was so respectful. I mean, it was just unbelievable. He said, thank you. Thank you for pointing it out. And he said, at one point, uh, McDaniel said, basically, what play should we run here? And he goes, coach, whatever play you run, I think is going to be the best for us. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, holy cow, talk about an eagle-less young star, you know? And, and if he maintains that attitude, I mean, how can you not pull for a guy like that? But it, it was just so refreshing to see because again, again, I don't, I don't want to talk about my past experiences, but I've seen so many superstars just run all over coaches, and, and to uh, see Tua do it uh, again was really refreshing.
1: Well, I mean there are plenty of people around the league that wonder who's really, who's really running the green Bay Packers, right? Is, Precisely. It, is it? Precisely. Is it Mark Murphy? Is it Brian Gutekunst? Is it Matt LaFleur? Is it Aaron Rodgers? And, and to even have that quarterback in that discussion, Gary is, is, is messed up. It's, it's goofy. It, it changes the whole pyramid of, of, of how things are supposed to work from a hierarchical standpoint. And I, I said it on this podcast many times. I, I think Matt LaFleur feels very lucky. And and in some respects, blessed that he walked into a situation with a hall of a hall of fame quarterback. But I know there's a big part of Matt Lafleur that would love to see how his (laughs) offense functions.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. but it's his offense, and it's the plays that he's calling, and it's the plays that he's sending in to a certain quarterback, and he knows that that play is going to be run because that hasn't been the case in the the last four years. With yeah, that hasn't been the case the last four years with number 12. And I'll tell you what, when when 12's putting up back-to-back MVPs, you can't whine and scream and bitch too much, can you? Um, no. because because hey, you know, you're winning 13 games a year. But now when things start to go dramatically uh in the other direction and it looks like you're gonna you know be a team that has a top 10 draft pick Gary. Now you can start questioning what that quarterback's up to at the line of scrimmage and where his arm talent is right now and his decision making and things across the board. So I I can promise you there, there's a big part of Matt LaFleur that 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 would love to, you know, see his offense look the way his offense is supposed to look.
0: Yeah, yeah, no no question about it. I I know the season is basically over for the Packers, but my goodness, are, are there going to be just a boatload of good stories going forward. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'll tell you what, Rob. My contention where, they, where the season went south, and I felt this way for several weeks, was when they played the uh, Giants in London and they came down to that uh, critical situation at the end where they threw the ball twice when they could have easily ran for the first down. And to me, that was the... Turning point of this season, you know, it's like the off. They were telling the offense lineman, you know, like, "Hey, we don't trust you," or "Your running backs, we don't trust you." That's a bad message. And, and what I was going to get to is, I hope before the end of the season, some reporter who covers the Packers gets to the bottom of that. It, did did Rodgers change the plays, or were those calls by Lafleur? Because I, I, I again, I, I think that was a pivotal moment uh, in this season
1: well Gary yeah and and I agree with you that was one of them I think it was two yeah one of them sure I I think the second half of that equation is Matt LaFleur saying let's not take the bye week then coming back from that Giants game on October 9th and on 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 October 16th let's line up and play the Jets because the Jets aren't any good And in Matt LaFleur's mind, he thought they could probably smoke them and save his bye for later in the season Mm -hmm. uh, rather than burn it up already in week six. Yeah, you know what?
0: In theory, though, I I kind of liked it.
1: They needed that bye. They They did. In hindsight, I agree. But if they win that Giants game, do they? Matt LaFleur is one of only four coaches ever to pass on a bye there. Yeah. Um, You know, I think it's 60-some have gone over and played in that game, you know, in – uh, in, in London, Gary, and, and almost every single one, you know, it's it's 93% or whatever the number is. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's in the 90s um, have, have taken the buy coming back because they, they know what a beast that the, the travel schedule is. So not just that, Gary, are your own guys beat up, you know, from that trip and, and the game itself and then and then the long flight home. Now you're telling the Jets, we don't think you're any good. Exactly. I, I from agree a psychological that so standpoint, man, Sala and his people that whole week just pushed that message over and over and over. These guys don't think you're any good. They just, they just played overseas, and they want to come back and play you because they think they're going to smoke you. Well, it was 27-10 for the Jets, if I remember that score right. And, uh, I mean, the, the Jets are the ones that absolutely took the fight to Green Bay that particular day. So, Gary, you know, they left for that trip. at at three and one, Uh, 10 days later, they're three and three. And and that's where I think the season really, really kind of went south. Now here's, what's going to be really interesting. Gary to me is you had six games left. Three, I think are against division leaders right now. Aren't they Minnesota, Miami, and Philly, Yep, which are all really good football teams. The bears look like a real football team the last month and fields is tearing it up. Um, the Lions are an improving football team, and the Rams are bad. Okay, so so you got six games left: three against really good teams, two against groups that are kind of on the uptick, I would say, and then the Rams, who are obviously on, you know, a, a, a having a terrible year coming off that Super Bowl championship. At what point in time do they sit Rodgers down? At what point in time? you know, they sit some of these other studs out, you know, I, I use that term, I guess, very loosely because they haven't had many. many <laughs> well, studs yeah, there.
0: I don't want to interrupt you, you but know, you're talking about 2022. You know, yeah. yeah. Facetiously, but <laughs> is there anybody on the Packers that makes
1: the Pro Bowl? I don't no. think so. Maybe no, Alexander, but. I was going to say maybe Aaron Jones. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I, I don't know what his final numbers are going to be there. There are too many games. They absolutely ignore them. I mean, you, you know, my love for Aaron Jones, Gary, I, I think he's a top five running back easily in the league. I, I think the guy's absolutely outstanding. I mean, he's a, still averaging six and change, um, you know, per carry, mm-hmm. the, the, the guy, a, every time you give him the ball, you know, he runs like it's his last carry. I, I think the, guy's, the guy, the guy, the guy is as good as it, as the Packers have had since Amon green. He's an absolute stud. Yeah. Um, he would to me. He'd be the only guy who deserves to go. Gary, I I think Jair Alexander's had a really disappointing season. I do. He, he's I think, been shaky. I, he, you know what? You really smart Gary, and he, and he has really slipped. And I, I I get it. He feeds off his brashness and his his cockiness and things like that at times. But I also think some of that stuff, all that talking, takes some of the focus away from what it is he needs to be doing, and and he doesn't stay as sharp mentally when he gets in these games with, with opposing wide receivers of, of too much trash talk and, and stuff like that. Um, that, 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 that's just my opinion. Yeah. He obviously thrives off and he likes to play that way. And, and maybe it gives him, you know, some needed juice or something like that. But, but I, I think it kind of detracts at times and takes away from the real mission at hand, which is, which is slowing down Terry McLaurin, right. Which is just slowing down Justin Jefferson and, you know, and, 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 and last night, Traylon Burks and, 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 and the Woods kid. So I, I, I don't know, Gary, to your question, I, I don't see any pro bowlers on that roster to me, other than Aaron Jones. Getting back to the original
0: question, where do the Packers go from here? I say they keep playing Aaron Rodgers until they're mathematically eliminated. I, I give him I every, every opportunity to, to uh, pull a rabbit out of the hat here and, Miraculously lead this team to the playoffs, but once that happens, if I'm Gutikuns, if I'm Lafleur, I'm saying, "Hey, we got to find out about Jordan Love," and you know Rogers is going to throw a tantrum. There, there isn't any doubt. But I'll tell you what. I mean, as you well know, and as I will know, nobody's bigger than the organization, and uh, you you got to look at that first and.
1: I'd uh, go from there. Go to constant Lafleur. absolutely owe it to the franchise to find out what they have in Jordan Love. yeah there there is no question. And I'm with you. You maybe go two more weeks with Aaron Rodgers, but Gary, they're four and seven. I'd say they're going to lose in Philly. Let's say they're four and eight, then they go to Chicago. If they would somehow lose that game, Gary, and that's a coin toss game to me. and they're four and nine going into that bye week. You come out of the bye with four straight weeks now of Jordan Love. You give them the Rams at Miami on Christmas, Minnesota on January 1, and then the Lions to finish it up. And you get you get a real good look at what you have in Jordan Love. Because, Gary, this offseason, they have to make a determination are they going to pick up his 50-year option or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Jordan Love only counts like $4 million, I think, against the cap next year, Gary, in, in 2023. But if they did pick up that 50-year option, I think it's in the range of 20. Um, that they would wind up having to pay for Jordan Love, and now you've got Rogers still on the roster potentially at that point in time for fifty, and 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 you've got Jordan Love for another twenty. Obviously, that's not going to work. When one of those guys is going to have to go. But um, no, they need to find out, um, you know, what what exactly it is they have in Jordan Love. Can he be the long term answer? Is is he a guy um, you know that you invest that fifty or option in? Um, because Gary, the worst thing that could possibly happen to me is if they finish this year with Aaron Rodgers, say they go seven and 10 or whatever, like you, you, to your point that they're probably going to be in it mathematically, Gary, until early January, I would say maybe that week 17. I think
0: think they could be, if they lose to Philadelphia, I think, I don't know, mathematically,
1: mathematically is the key word, Gary, because yeah. the conference is such crap, you know, it after is. the top five or six teams. And it's it's a muddled, jumbled mess in the middle of a lot of 500 teams or even, you know, teams a game under 500. Um, so there's always going to be a little bit of hope, I guess, one percent, two percent, three percent mathematically. But but I think they have to look at it realistically, Gary, because if if, if they if they let Rogers go all 17 games, let's say they finish seven and ten and you'll get a look at Jordan love yeah. and now the off season you just say all right you know what we're not we don't want to touch that option let, let, let let's send him to Atlanta for a third and he and all of a sudden next year he comes out for the Falcons and throws 34 touchdowns and yeah. and 11 yeah. picks and he yeah. looks like a pro bowler and yeah. and he could have been your guy um and, and and that's the thing Gary they they have to get those answers for their own peace of mind before they either a trade love or be invest in him down the road. Um, and and never are they going to be presented a better opportunity than right now. Um, they you know, the last couple of years, obviously, you, you, you can't get any kind of look at love because the team was so good 13 3, 13 3, 13 4. The last three seasons, and you know, Rogers is tearing it up. You can't put Jordan Love out there. This is the type this this is the type of season, obviously, where you can go ahead and play Jordan Love you can sell it that Aaron's thumb was way worse than anybody let on. You know, the
0: other, the other thing I was going to say with, with, uh, Jordan love, not only is it good for him, but it it would develop some chemistry with his receivers. Christian Watson, Watson's a young receiver, Dobbs, young receiver. Tanya is still relatively young and, and, and let's face it, chemistry and cohesiveness are imperative at, at the pro level. And, you know, you got to get the uh, process started at some point. And again, once they're mathematically eliminated, uh, if I'm good if I'm uh, LaFleur, love is starting.
1: Yeah, I think that's how, I think that's the path they'll take, Gary. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I I think they have to look big term, long term picture here, um, you know, n- not just short term and, and not be terrified of, you know, irritating and alienating. Um, you know Aaron Rodgers, who let's be honest, he's not going to like it, right? Having to go to the bench and yeah, and yeah, watch last not. last month of the season, but but it, but Aaron should get it. He should understand that. Um, I mean Green Bay has to find out these answers: what they have there in in love or not. Because here's the other thing, Gary: that that's going to be fascinating. Let's say they play Jordan Love for a month, okay, mm-hmm. and and he's bad. He's really bad. Okay, he's they lose all four games or they go one and three Gary, if, if, if that's the case, they, they could end up five and 12. Um, You know, <laughs> yes, something like that. They, could. <laughs> they could end up six and 11, something like that, where we're talking, they have the fifth pick in the draft, the seventh pick or whatever. And now if they've made the decision internally, Jordan love is not our guy. They've only got another year or two potentially with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Now now maybe you move up in that draft from five to two or something and you take CJ Stroud or, or something to that effect because they they're going to be in a unique position. If, if, if Jordan love struggles, Gary, and and they've come to the determination that he cannot play and he is not the answer and, and they fall off the planet in the standings here. And they, and like I said, they, they slipped to a five and 12 and they have the fourth or fifth or sixth pick or something like that. This is a huge quarterback draft we have coming up in 2023. It's loaded at the top. They might be able to find their next quarterback Gary inside this draft.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I still contend they're going to give love every opportunity. Yeah, even if, if, even if he struggles this year, I think they're going to stick with him. They, they oh, I, I
1: agree, Gary. They're going to give him every opportunity here in the month of December. What I'm saying is if they come to the determination after four or five games of watching him closely, that he is not the guy to lead the franchise over the next three, four, five, seven years, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They could wind up in a position inside this draft to make a move or two and find their next quarterback in the 2023 draft. There's there's a lot of layers to this thing, Gary. The, the, this um, is going to get really fun. Like like you said, if, a lot of times four and seven, there there's not a lot of you know intriguing storylines or yeah. or anything like that over the last month or six weeks. These guys are going to have a ton of them in terms of who the next quarterback is, in terms of who's coming back or not. And in, in 2023, I mean, we we could get into that if we wanted, Gary. David Bakhtiari, thirty million next year. Yeah. 20, Danny Clark 24, Aaron Jones, 20. Um, you know, Preston Smith, 14, uh, uh, on and on and on with yeah. Campbell, eight. So, you know, who's going, Gary? Who's staying? This, this, this is gonna be that a sounds really like a topic down the road. <laughs> uh, this this is gonna be a really interesting next month, um, in terms of you know, for Packer management making those decisions. Yeah, you know,
0: I was saying if Packers lose to the uh, eagles right now, Rob, they are three games behind the 49ers. I mean, from a loss perspective. Okay. The The 49ers are five and four. The Packers are four and seven. They go four and eight. No way. I mean, absolutely. I'll, I'll make you a golf. I'll give you a season's golf pass at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's no way they're going to, they're going to bounce out of that, but um, you know, as, as it now stands, the Eagles got the buy. The division leaders are Minnesota, Seattle, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, those—that's five right there. Then you got the wild cards of the Giants, seven and two. Do you believe that the Giants are seven and two? I, mean, I don't that, know how. I mean that, that 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 dude should be the coach of the year.
1: Gary, um, Gary, they're home this week with the Lions, and they're a two-point favorite only. <laughs> Think about that one. <laughs> and
0: they're seven and two. Um, and then you got San Francisco, you know, Dallas six and three, uh, the, the
1: Packers, I mean, again, barring a miracle, have no chance. I, 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 couldn't agree with you more, but Matt LaFleur is not one of these guys either who, you know, is Matt, Matt LaFleur wants to give his group every chance possible. So back yeah, to your, and, a, and two, that's
0: great. You the, know, the,
1: the the key term Gary that you used there, I, I think earlier was, you know, mathematically eliminated. And I wonder, you know, if there is a 1% or 2% chance of, you know, them sneaking in, boy, if the 49ers lose four in a row and Green Bay wins their last four, Green Bay could get that number seven spot or something like that. Does Matt lean on that crutch to keep Aaron on the field or not? I wouldn't do it. Because I and 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 Brian Goodikun shouldn't shouldn't let him do it. To be perfectly honest with you, this this is one where where Goodikun needs to pull rank and he needs to say, "All right, it it it's time to it's time to see if this kid that I traded up for in 2020 and I used the 26th pick in the draft on and he sat on the bench now for three years a first round draft pick. It's time to see if Jordan Love can play quarterback or not in this league and. You know, uh, 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 against that schedule, Gary, it's a nice mix really to to kind of close the year, isn't it? The Rams are bad. The Dolphins are really good. The Vikings are really good and the Lions are bad. So it's a nice mix yeah. in terms of what you might see over the last month from Jordan Love. And it, it, it would be absolutely time, I think, for Brian Gutekunst to jump in there and say, all right, Matt, you know, I'm pulling rank on this one. Jordan Love's my quarterback the next month.
0: Oh, exactly. You know, we were talking about 49ers. Already three games ahead of the Packers in the the loss count. Um, But get this, Rob. This is the 49ers schedule, okay? No gimmies on it. All right. Uh, Arizona, New Orleans, Miami, Tampa Bay, going down the line here. Yep. Seattle, Washington. Uh, who am I missing here? Well, Atlanta. Five and two. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, New, that, or- New
1: Orleans is bad. Atlanta's bad. Oh, they got, um, they got,
0: they got the Raiders as well. I'm sorry.
1: Hey, okay. yeah. I mean, that, that trade for McCaffrey to me, I, I, that, 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 that's the trade of the year. <clears throat> I, I, I'm sticking with the 49ers as my Super Bowl team, Gary. That's. I, I I don't care. Well, well, I'm not I sticking with mine. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. You and the Rams. I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I had the
0: Rams and Kansas city in, in the super bowl. Well, you, you,
1: you might get it half right. Uh, you
0: know what? I, I'm, I, I'm changing to the chiefs. <laughs> I'm making another wager. I, I'm putting my money on
1: there, you, the there. There you go. No, I, you know, I don't care if the 49ers are, and, and I think they'll end up winning that division. Gary, I think they'll pass Seattle. Um, but I don't care if they're the five six or seven or if they or if they jump into the top four by winning the division I th- that defense is gonna get healthy. McCaffrey's gonna be a beast by the time the playoffs roll around Elijah Mitchell just came back last week. that group of weapons they have in the passing game is is outstanding as long as Jimmy G doesn't muck it up, which is possible. very possible Gary. Um, I, I think we saw I think we saw last week there's some flaws in Philly all these teams are flawed on some levels, Gary. The Vikings keep sneaking by. They're, you know, they're to me not exactly a scary eight and one team um, by any stretch of the imagination. Whoever wins the NFC South, it's probably going to be Tampa Bay. They they could win that with 10 gate, 10 wins or something like that. Um Gary, you look at it; it's going to be a wasted opportunity this whole season for Green Bay. The conference isn't great. It's, no, it's, no, it's, I, I it's, totally it's, agree. You know that the conference has been much stronger at different points here through the Aaron Rodgers era. Um, you know, whoever comes out of the NFC, I think is going to be a probably a touchdown underdog to Kansas City or Buffalo. The conference is in the in the Super Bowl. The conference is not great, Gary, to me whatsoever. And the Packers are going to look back at this year as a complete wasted opportunity
0: no 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 question about it well you know as some critics of ours would say you guys are so negative well we're gonna say something positive for sure i don't think anybody will dispute this now but if there's been a silver lining into this uh just dreadful season for the packers it's the play of their top two rookie picks or two of the top three rookie picks christian watson and quay walker and Uh, what Christian Watson has done the last two weeks is nothing short of phenomenal. I mean, to, to think that kid is just scratching the surface of his abilities. I mean, he he could be scary. He could be a a top five, top six receiver, you know, in a year or two. And then you look at Quay Walker and and he's had his ups and downs, but I'll tell you what, the last couple of weeks he's played, he's played pretty well. And if I'm not mistaken, he, he led the team in tackles, uh, the other night. So um, if nothing else, Gutekunst and company got to be happy about those two picks.
1: Yeah. Probably not as happy with the Wyatt pick, obviously, which hasn't, hasn't done much. Yeah. The
0: jury's out on that too. He, although I'll say he, he showed signs in the last couple of weeks so, until he got hurt. So
1: yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I'll, what, what's, what's crazy Gary, you know, a, a week from now, if we had done this podcast, we would have told you Christian Watson was, was having an absolute, bust of a rookie season, right? Correct. And, he, and he, wakes, Correct. he wakes up Sunday morning getting ready to play Dallas and he doesn't have a single touchdown catch on the season. I think at that point in time, Gary, he had 10 receptions. He'd only been healthy for five games at mm-hmm. that point in time. Couldn't stay on the field, right? Whether whether it was the knee, the hamstring, the concussions, et cetera. And he, gets, and he scores three times against Dallas and twice Thursday against uh, Tennessee. Those five touchdowns, Gary, you know, tie him with Max McGee in 1954 is the most in a two game window yeah. um, for a Packer wide a rookie wide receiver. in in a hundred plus years of, of Green Bay Packer football, it's, it is remarkable, Gary, you know, the guy's a four, three, five guy in, in the 40 he's, he's big and, and, and tall and um, you know, can win those, those 50 50 balls because he is six foot four. The the thing that does worry me, Gary, is he can snap this guy in half. Um, he, uh, he is yep. frail. He's got to put on 10 or 15. Body. Yeah. Got to put on 10 or 15 pounds of really good muscle and and in the process not lose much of his speed hopefully from his perspective lose none of it. Um but you know I I I think injuries and concussions could be a problem for this guy Gary um uh, you know moving forward if if he doesn't bulk up and get stronger and now obviously he can you know he's only 22 years old he can he can put some real good weight on that body and that frame by the time he gets to 24 or 25 and and develop into an absolute beast but uh yeah what a what a remarkable 180 right in the matter of a week um like i said on on sunday 99% of Packer Nation would have been screaming and moaning over Christian Watson's rookie year and saying, boy, why didn't they jump up and take Olave? Why didn't they jump up and you know take Wilson? Why didn't they jump up and, and, and take this guy or the other guy? Traylon there Burks, I'm telling your you. Your guy Burks. No, your guy Burks, I know. Brian Gutekunst gave up two second-round picks. Those are premium picks, Gary, high yeah. picks. I think it was 53 and 59 if I remember right to jump up there and and take Watson at 34. And and you remember the video on draft weekend. The Vi- they 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 flashed to the Vikings war room and they're celebrating after the Packers take Christian yeah. Watson. They 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 thought the kid uh had no business going at pick 34 and I I don't know on, on some some respects you you, you can understand understand why why scouts had real doubts and reservations about the guy gary in 50 career games in college he had 100 catches to a game um he, he he was not setting the world on fire and at, at, at a lower level school where they primarily run the football so to expect him to come in and do a whole heck of a lot um would have would have probably been a stretch well it took him two months right of, of of live football games to really get it and he seems to be getting it now um and like you said, a lot of a lot of people have compared him to Mike Evans. I think I think he's got a chance to be even better, um, which is saying a lot because I think Evans had eight straight a thousand year or no, thousand years great receiver, uh, yeah. great receiver. But Watson Watson's always run better than Evans ever did. Um, mm-hmm. Christian Watson can flat out fly. I mean, he's he's fast. He's as fast as MVS was. Only he's a better route runner, catches the ball, I think, yeah. or will eventually catch it better, and um, you know is, is going to be a guy who's trusted a lot more by by whoever the quarterback winds up being down the road. No, you're you're right, Gary, in terms of finding a silver lining from Thursday night's loss. There it is. It, it, it's Christian Watson who um, that that's what the Packer coaches are, are going to demand out of him, Gary, is consistency. They, you know, Stenovich talked about that. Adam Stenovich, that is the offensive coordinator, talked about that a lot Tuesday. He said, boy, it's it's phenomenal that the kid hey, has. Sorry, sorry
0: to interrupt you real quickly. Oh, no, you're good. You, you just brought up Stenovic. What are the odds of him being fired? No, he'll be back. I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm not, I, again, I don't know who, how much input he has on that offense, but that offense went south this year and it went south in a big way.
1: Gary, I think I think this, the the rule of thumb is they want to give coordinators two years at least. By two years, you've kind of shown or proven what you can or can't do. This is year two of Joe Barry. It's year one of Adam Stenovich. If if we're sitting here next year having these same talks, how how this offense is averaging 18 points a game, um, then obviously I think Stenovich is gone, but I, I think he I think he gets a second year. Um you know, just real, real quick to yeah. To Sorry to interrupt say, you, but no, you, no, no. To, brought, to, yeah. to kind of finish up my my point yeah. on, on Christian Watson. That's the one thing that could, you know, as good as he was against Dallas. The, the coaches all said Monday and Tuesday, we got to see it back to back weeks, right? Because mm-hmm. for two months we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot, and you know, now he's now he's the flavor of the day all of a sudden, right? After a three catch. Or three touchdown uh game against the Cowboys. Let's see him do it. Let's see him do it two in a row, three in a row, four in a row, whatever. Well, sure enough, his next opportunity comes 96 hours later. And what does he do? He finds the end zone twice again and, and has yeah. and has a pretty big game overall. No, his his upside is immense, Gary. And you know, we 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 didn't we haven't even talked about Romeo Dobbs in, in quite a while. I'm telling you. Moving forward with those guys is the one and the two. And and I think that's who will be the one and the two in 2023 in Green Bay. Watson will be the one. Dobbs will be the two. Um, boy, Gary, I, I, think there's, I think there's some real potential for those two to turn in to, to really a dynamic duo in Green Bay.
0: Yeah. You know who uh, I compare Watson to now that I've seen enough of him? I mean, I, I saw very little of him coming into the draft, you know, just some highlight clips but and and this is going to be sacrilegious to say but I compare him favorably with James Lofton who is a hall of famer the the big difference at this point is uh Lofton was more refined but and and the biggest difference is as you noted physically uh Watson has a ways to go I mean there isn't any any doubt he's got to put on weight he's got to put on strength and, and you question still at this point is mental toughness because he hasn't really taken a shot yet the last couple of weeks, right? They, they've all been relatively clean catches and you want to see the mental part of it when he takes a couple of hits and how he's going to react to that afterwards. But man, oh man, I, I see a lot of similarities between Lofton and, and Watson
1: I mean Gary, if he can have 75% of the career Lofton had exactly mm-hmm. anybody in the in their right mind would sign up for that today. But Lofton showed up Gary about the time I started watching these guys um in the in the in the late 70s he everybody I have talked to over the last 40 or you know since since lofton showed up in the late 70s so 45 years of packer football yeah, they say they say flip a coin between Lofton and Sharp, who's the best receiver the last you know 50 years in Green Bay. I think everybody agrees Hudson's the best in mm. in, in, in franchise history, but I, I, I think in some way, shape, or form, if if you would rank them um since then lofton's probably one and sharp is two based on you know the fact sharp's career was cut short, right? Correct. And Correct. sharp sharp was certainly trending in a in a Hall of Fame direction, um, but yeah, I mean it's yeah, what, and they're two
0: different. two different type of receivers. I mean, Lofton much different. Yep, Lo- yep Loft yep. was more of a deep threat, which is Watson. You know, Watson is more of a deep threat. I, Correct. And, and Sterling Sharp was like one of the best position receivers I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I do see some similarities. I mean, we're, we're talking about a kid that's just played a couple games, comparing him to a Hall of favor and and and, and that seems ridiculous, but. There are definitely uh, similarities between the two.
1: Well, Gary, you look at that wide receiver room right now. The only three guys under contract for next year are, are the three rookies. It's, uh, it's Dubs, it's Watson, and it's Samari Touré. Everybody else, the Alan Lazards, the, the Sammy Watkins, the Randall Cobbs of the world, um, they already parted ways, obviously, with Amari Rodgers. Um, he he would have been one of those guys that that was still under contract, but those other guys, Gary, are all are are all on the final year of their deal, and that wide receiver room and that group could look dramatically different next year uh, than it does right now. Which is why I think they'll turn it over to these young guys, maybe bring in one veteran uh, from somewhere. Heck, maybe it's Randall Cobb uh, one more year. The way he uh, you know the way he he looked again. Did him you last really night. say that? I I don't know. I uh, you, Gary. <laughs> Quarterback slash general manager Aaron Rodgers is going to want to bring him back. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 if and if if quarterback slash general manager Aaron Rodgers wants to stump long enough um, and pound on the table hard enough for Randall Cobb, I any, anything's possible over there. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: Mercedes Lewis. I mean, I, I guarantee you, <laughs> probably ninety percent of the teams in the NFL. Wouldn't hit me. I don't know if they'd have him on, his, on the roster. I mean, because of his age, it'd say, okay, this guy's better days are long gone. Granted, he's a great blocker, but
1: you know, um, they, and there's even some, as block- huh? yeah, even his blocking is overrated Gary, if you watch him closely. Yeah. He, I agree, Rob. He's a, a C-plus or a B-minus blocker. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and, he, and, he, and he offers you absolutely nothing in the past game. So, no, I mean, the, the quarterback obviously has some pull these days in terms of who is and who isn't on the roster. So could Randall Cobb be back? He absolutely could be, um, even though he hasn't made it through a season, I think, in nine years um, and played all 17 games. It's been a long, long time. We'll see if Randall Cobb wants to come back, I guess, first of all uh, when, when the year is over. But my point with all that is that the the wide receiver room is going to look way different. Sammy Watkins won't be back. I I can't, I can't imagine they throw a whole lot of money at Alan Lazard. You can find, you can find Alan Lazard's all over the place um Randall Cobb's probably got the best chance due to his relationship with Aaron Rodgers but they're they're gonna go with these young guys Gary maybe draft another one or two along the way and probably sign one reasonably priced mid-level veteran free agent in you know the third week of free agency because they'll never throw big money at a guy you know in the first 48 hours or something of free agency so that that, that room is gonna look a lot lot different next year than it does right now
0: okay when when. Quick question in regards to the receiving room. Would you sign Odell Beckham if you wanted to come to Green Bay? <laughs> I don't know. I would.
1: I, I, you would. I so? personally would, but. You, you're saying, would I? Yeah. Here's the thing at this point in time, because I'm still under the assumption Beckham's going to try to land somewhere here in the next two or three weeks. He probably will. It's not going to be. It's not going to be in Green Bay, Gary. He's not right, going to sign right. up. For this I, I Johnson, agree. Right. But I, I'm
0: just throwing a hypothetical out there. Yeah. If he wanted to come to Green Bay.
1: So if you're saying if you're saying if he's available on March 20th,
0: I, I think he's going to sign way before then. I mean, I think. No,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, if he only signs a one-year contract right oh. now, let's see. Say- what whatever it is to, yeah. to go yeah. and He, a he wants a multi-year year deal. I
0: know that he's
1: gonna true. want a multi-year deal, but I, I don't know what team's gonna give it to him. So so if if you're saying is he a free agent in you know in in March, maybe because Gary, I, I think he's I think he wants to take one more shot this year with I a really agree. good football team and and and, and uh I- extend his season into the playoffs where he can really make some money. Um, when, when he hits free agency again, uh, when, when we hit March 15th and the free agency window opens. So I, I think for the 2022 season, there is no way Odell Beckham's a Packer, um, only because, Gary, he's not going to sign on for this. He's not going to. Why, why would he come to a four and seven football team at this I, point? I, I agree. I
0: agree. There, there, I think a hypothetical. Yeah, I threw that out as a hypothetical. I think yeah. what would really be cool not only for him, but for the NFL, if he went back to the Giants. You know, we were talking about the Giants before 7-2, and two, and all of a sudden Odell Beckham comes out. That yeah, that'd be would fun. be a
1: story in New York. Yes, it would. That would be a lot of fun. No question. Yeah. So, uh,
0: hey, yeah, we're, we're uh, in the uh, two-minute warning here. Anything you want to touch upon? Anything uh, you want to get off your chest uh, about the Packers, about the NFL? Man, I'll mm. tell you what, it's been a crazy NFL season, but – by the way, did you see the story uh, last week? The five highest viewed NFL games this year. Did, did you get a chance to see that? I did not. No. The Packers were three of them. Three of them. <laughs> and I think for the they, their number one game was the Packers Cowboys. Twenty eight million people, and then you know to put this in comparison to uh, other sports, the Bucks when they won Game Six of the playoffs a couple of years ago. Sure.
1: 8 million 8 million and this and is a regular game. Was how many gary i'm sorry and and the green bay dallas game was how many people 28 million so three and a half times more yes i'm not surprised i mean like it, I, I say this all the time you, you could you could give people browns jaguars on a wednesday <laughs> at 3 a.m and it's gonna outdo probably a, a world series game or a yeah. Or an NBA. NBA Finals game. No, Gary, Gary you asked what I want to get off my chest. I'll just well, let's stay with this trend of positivity for a minute because. Wait, 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 wait a second! <laughs> <laughs> you're the one. <laughs> no, we're 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 great, Gary. We're creeping up on the holiday season, so I don't want to be too big of a Grinch. I know. Um, I, I know you're a good
0: guy at heart. So.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm just going to say this. Um, we didn't get uh, a chance to talk a lot about Dallas uh, with the quick turnaround. And um, yeah. in the, end of the Tennessee game, we we kind of skipped right to this podcast. I'll, I'll say this. I thought everything that went around Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau Field was handled uh, first class from nice. the fans reception of, of Mike. Um, a lot of times an opposing coach will come back. I don't care if he's got a Super Bowl ring or not. The fan base will boom or they won't. They won't treat him real favorably. I, I think Packer Nation understands how important Mike is and was to the, to the long-term history of this franchise. McCarthy, he had, he had nine coaches with him uh, on Sunday, Gary, who had some ties to the Packer organization. They were all recognized at one point in time on the Jumbotron. Um, I think the return meant a ton to Mike. Uh, to come back. And, you know, he still has a home in the Green Bay area. His kids obviously were born there. His wife is from there. Um, and, you know, he he clearly didn't get the result he wanted, but I, I, I will say this. I thought the Packers and Packer nation kind of handled his return about as classy as you could. I, I, I thought the entire day was really handled well and, and even, even though McCarthy and, you know, the Cowboys left, uh, with, with a loss, I, I think deep down Mike had to leave feeling very appreciative of how, of, of, how green Bay treated him.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's good stuff. I, you, you like to see organizations do that. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of organizations in, in all sports that, you know, carry bitterness over and over
1: and, uh, Uh, I'll leave it at that. Someday we'll go into (laughs) that, but, uh, you wouldn't be talking about that professional basketball team about two, two hours down the road from green Bay. Would you? (laughs) Who's that? (laughs) They have a pro team there. Okay. Yeah. Good question. But, uh, well, anyways,
0: uh, Rob, great talking with you again, as usual. And, uh, as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to get on the phone and make a reservation at Whistling Straits.
1: <laughs> well, let's get Joe Barry in our foursome then. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and <Stenovich. laughs> me, me, you, Joe, and, and Steno. There you go. All right. Thanks, partner. Good all right. Night. Good stuff. Thanks, Gary. And uh, thanks
0: again to all our loyal listeners. Take care and all the best. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You
1: can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofl and WooflesPressBox.com.